0: What's Perfect, that should be the theme song
1: oh, Well, I think that might be copyrighted somewhere <laughs>
0: What's going Wait on? In.
1: Here's the entry point, boom I'm boom. running right into it I'm like fucking Kamaru Usman Just knocking the fuck out of Jorge Masvidal on Sunday <laughs> That's right, UFC reference
0: No one, no one, one else, in the room gets no it No one in the room gets it, it though Because none of us watch uh, UFC except There's for you, Dylan anyone listening
1: that actually likes UFC, big cheers But welcome to the Pretty Good Thanks podcast <laughs>
0: Woo! It's been, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. We've been fucking... We've, we've been busy.
0: We've been busy. It's been fucking... I've we not s-
1: been. <laughs> you haven't been? Would you like to do a pod... You should just do a solo one.
2: I'll do it by myself, yeah. Uh,
0: that's what we should, ju- we should just delegate off to. <laughs> Another what? job to delegate off to Ophelia is we just get her... Anytime that we can't get together for a week or can't get an episode out, we'll yeah, just get Ophelia do it, to do it.
1: I'll yeah. go you on better. What about weeks we can make it, i.e. right now? Mm. What better time than now for you to start? Go.
2: Well, you've put me on the spot now.
1: <laughs> We're not here. We're not here. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Sorry, I've not. That's
1: exactly that. what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: haven't, I haven't had time. And that and that is what you can
0: expect <laughs> from.
2: And, and no, do you know where it would be if I was going to yeah. do my own podcast? You know, you you've seen the boat that rocked.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually haven't.
0: Oh, oh, that's right. I think we've talked about this, and I think I said to you that is a movie that I am so surprised you haven't seen. It's like a good one. that is a and movie that I feel you definitely need to see. It's got it's got Catherine uh, Parkinson from It Crowd, Jen. It's got Nick Frost. It's got fucking Bill Bill Nye or whatever his name. Like, um, Bill Nye, yeah.
1: I will <laughs> say, I will say that the reason, and I do want to get back to your story, but the reason that I didn't actually see it mm. was what we've been talking about recently about how the more someone fucking recommends something to you, cool. the less uh, you want to see ah yeah. And at the time, you and big shout out to our boy fucking JGB mm. kept being like, yeah, dude, that movie slaps, especially you know, especially because like you know, we'd seen Shaun of the Dead, yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. So we were a fan of Nick Frost, Yeah. and then. You guys kept saying, this movie rocks. And just because it wasn't like a... Oh, God bless you. Handing me my wine. What a gentleman. <laughs> um, yeah, and you guys kept recommending it. But I was like, oh, it's not a Cornetto trilogy movie. Mm. Not interesting. Not canon. Yeah, it's not canon. Therefore, cut shit out of my face. Get it out. I did the same with Paul for so many years as well. I finally saw it 2019 or 2018.
0: Wasn't Paul still <laughs> an Edgar Wright movie though? I don't know. It probably... I can't remember now. No,
1: no, it was no, it wasn't a Edgar. Yeah, actually, yeah, because it was look like it was shot. By yeah,
0: it right. didn't look like. Anyway, it. Anyway,
1: have I seen the boat that rocked? No, but for people that are listening that have, and for Liam who has, go on.
2: At the moment's gone now.
1: We just robbed <laughs> that of you. We,
2: we robbed that of me, yeah.
1: Or robbed you of that rather. <laughs> well,
0: well like if we give it back to you, will you at least uh, share with us what what your uh, what your podcast might be like? Your
1: solo podcast, a la the boat that rocked. <laughs>
2: Alright, you've convinced me into it again. <laughs> oh, you've
0: twisted my arm, guys.
2: I feel like I would be you know the guy on it that's like he's a, he does overnight and he's he's just, it's just basically a big audience. Oh uh, yes. Like all I do is if I was doing my own podcast, I think I'd probably I'd just draw out me just saying English words. You know, I'd that it huge <laughs> but it would, huge, be, but it would be it would be really popular and yeah. then you two would be like, Why is this why is nah, this? I'd do listen well? to that. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That slaps. And then I'd be probably earning loads of money from it. I'd have to upgrade my apartment. I'd be getting rich <laughs> off of this. Well, because yeah.
1: it's on the pretty good pa- things platform, don't you mean upgrade our apartment? No,
2: because I, I get scooped off away from you. I get taken to some other radio station <laughs> before you By get big who? enough. Who picks you up? I can't. T- I can't say now. This is just what I'm saying. It's, it's just hypothetical. Oh,
1: you seem to have a clear vision of everything else.
2: Not the finer details. We're not. Don't push me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't You say don't push me, but I'm anticipating that's all you're gonna do this podcast.
2: That so, doesn't sound like me. So all. it's a pretty
0: good thanks podcast. Yeah, uh, we wel- should probably introduce ourselves. But yes, welcome,
1: welcome. Uh, I I'm Dylan.
0: Hi, and I'm Liam.
1: And with us, as sometimes is Ophelia.
3: Yeah.
0: My girlfriend, my go, uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend and uh, publicist for our my for our best band. friend.
1: My best friend. Yo, actually, so I met your sisters in Queensland when we were up there. In oh Florida yeah. Shoe yes, so
0: we've been on tour.
1: We have been on tour. Yeah. I
2: wasn't there though. I stayed at home.
1: No, no. What,
2: yeah. <laughs> I I cleaned up after you for two whole days after you left my house. <laughs> How much? Of yeah, we just like you? absolutely
0: trashed your Annihilated place. Annihilated this. Yeah. This, this space. Like yeah. like a hurricane. Did we actually? Oh yeah, man.
2: No, I just don't like cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me two days to get to the mess. Yeah, the mess.
0: She was busy. She had, she had stuff to do. She had that to get it done. Actually,
1: I fucking did. I dug myself out of a little depression pit and finally put all of my floor drobe into garbage bags i disassembled the everything pile and i went to a laundromat and did three months worth of fucking laundry (laughs) so i feel that (laughs) i fucking feel that holy
0: shit getting out of that depression pit
1: yeah yeah and now it's all out of my car as of today hell yeah (laughs) so you know next step
0: you've moved out of the car back into the apartment yeah
1: now i just put it away and she'll be right
2: (laughs) i can empathize yeah with a simple this is some
0: living out of home type shit yeah type beat yeah give me a simple line
2: it's a my simple life.
1: Oh, your simple life. I've not I thought was. you were gonna like lay up a line. It's like I can empathize. Yeah. One simple line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're just like one liner Ophelia.
2: What was your one liner be for that situation then?
1: I'll empathize with one line. You'll get that on the big jobs, and life is the biggest job you'll have.
2: <laughs> my one line would be I'll do it on the night.
0: This I is d- the oh. night. <laughs> that, this is the night.
1: <laughs> That's the easiest fucking <laughs> comeback to that what was I talking about? What were we in? You, you met,
0: you met Ophelia's sisters when yeah, we were up no, in no, Brisbane, so uh, so cool. Liam was a few days ago,
1: having a, having a drink with uh, shout out Esme and Lily. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Liam calls me over and he's like, Oh Dylan. And I, I recognize both of them just from like Instagram pictures. And, uh, they're like, Oh, you know, this is a sisters. Uh, this is Ophelia's sisters, Lily and Esme. I was like, Hi, I'm Ophelia's best friend. <laughs> and they were like, well, actually, we're our best friends, we're our sisters. And I'm like, yeah, but she moved down here to get away from you. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but where was she before that? And I was like, that's my whole point. She went down here to get away. And they had nothing. <laughs> that's it. They were at <laughs> a loss. Because they were your sisters, they'd like, they'd fucking. I just wanted to like lay it on I them did immediately.
2: Slightly get involved. Yeah. I'm proud. A
1: little bit, I think. Or maybe I just misinterpreted it because they sound a little like
0: you. (laughs) Maybe I just assumed. They just charmed you with their English accents.
1: Yeah, but really they're thinking, what a fuckwit when I'm coming like, I'm a best French. fucking hates you. And I think it's hilarious. And they're like, what a fucking dick.
0: It was a, Well, it was a very short co- conversation. It was. It pretty much ended straight after that.
1: Because we had to go right to our fucking buddy Floyd's house. I
0: shout out fucking, the fella. Know, this
1: whole podcast is just going to be fucking shout outs. Floyd is the fucking <laughs> man. His wife is super fucking lovely. Yeah. And their little kid Rao is yeah. such a G. I such a cute saw this cutie. little man. He's like so switched on. He was like, he's so, I think he just turned one or he's about to turn one or something like, he might, 14 months I think actually. Mm. And, um... There's a bottle of water on the table, and, like, Floyd puts it in front of him, and this little dude stands up, walks over to it, picks it up. He can't take the lid off yet, but, you know, Floyd showed, <laughs> he was, like, pointing to the lid at first. Floyd oh. showed him that the lid was off, or he was tapping at the lid. Floyd showed him that the lid was off, so he just lifted the bottle and drank it himself. Yeah. It was, oh. it was incredible. This kid is the fucking man.
0: I, 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 I um, We
2: saw him, I think he was six months. Or, yeah, yeah. No, it was in December, so... It would have been Was it
0: December or did we see them in February?
2: No, we saw them December.
0: But we stayed at their house for your birthday, no, didn't we? Didn't we, didn't we here? go? Oh, we were down here for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, in December, right before Christmas. That's right.
2: Yeah, so that wasn't actually that long ago. But even then, I guess he wasn't really like walking or talking or anything. I don't think.
0: Well, he's
1: pretty, he's walking so hard he gave himself a black eye. Yeah, he's getting a
0: bit confident now, the fella.
1: Yeah, thinks he's the
0: cock of the walk with walking.
1: <laughs> and gravity took him down a peg. <laughs> but he's all right, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is segueing so nicely into tour, but it's distracting me from what I wanted to open with, which yeah. was a question. So you guys were talking before about how you'd been discussing that uh, people's music tastes can reflect who they are as a person. Mm. Um like whether that's literally yeah Yeah.
0: like there's, like there's like personality traits of people that like kind of come through in their music taste um yeah like i feel like you can you can sort of hear what kind of person they are through the music
1: like the example that you gave was that uh saleh listens to that more sort of like uh you know, like, that emo rock, like... Yeah,
0: but where, like, the vocals are kind of a little bit buried. Like, they're kind of are more serving of, as an instrument rather than they're the they They're essentially a part
2: yeah. of the music rather than, like... The, yeah. They're, like, the, they're, not, they're not the centre of stage for that music.
1: So it's still... And, like, in that sense, it still has, like, vocals and lyrics, but... Hmm. It serves more as an atmosphere rather than like uh, yeah. something that's serving to give something else the centerpiece. Totally. Mm. So and like and that represents elements of Saleh's character where he um you know like he he's quiet and reserved mm-hmm. when especially when you first meet him. Yeah. Um, but you know. He's really, really good. Like that atmosphere is good. It's melody, and it's and
0: it's also like big music. You know, there's a lot of twinkly stuff, but it's also very low and thick. You know, it's like is she just called Sally. Yeah, th- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He Sally Sally be dummy thick. Shout out the fella. I just I think I just folded Dylan. Yeah, folded. That's funny as. But yeah, like it. But like it's.
2: I feel like I can empathise with this and. I explained this to Dylan.
0: Well, there's a um, lot of overlap in your taste as well as Saleh's as well. Saleh
2: and I are very similar in what we listen to. And I feel like as I was growing up, my music taste was more like my favorite band, Circus Survive, And when you can't really understand what he's saying. Some
1: galaxy brain shit.
2: I Yes, I do have a galaxy brain. <laughs> um,
0: Knowledge of the universe, I put it. <laughs> You're like on. a Tool album cover. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i want
0: to make that in photoshop now <laughs> just some like it's just like 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 the uh the ten thousand days cover you know it's all like black yeah. but it's just like repetition of like a photo of ophelia's face That just is like, funny as. <laughs> that'd be awesome but go someone on, make so that survive
2: so my a lot of my favorite music you can't understand what the people are saying and the lyrics mm. kind of drift. they the vocalists become a part of the music which is i've I feel like I associate with being like taking a back seat. So I'm, I prefer not to be in the limelight. I don't need to be in the limelight. I can do my thing and mesh with everybody else. And feel like Saleh is fairly similar. I feel like my music taste has changed or I've started to listen to a, definitely a different, like a broader spectrum of music. Mm. And even like music, like I listen for lyrics now where I never used to before, I, I never heard lyrics. I just heard vocals were part of the music. And I feel like that's because my personality has changed. Over the past couple of years As my music taste has
1: That's a really really fucking interesting take On Mm. music taste And I can definitely like Like I can see how that works Like that makes sense to me
0: Like I'm a pretty like dramatic I I like a lot of dramatic music And everything like everything All the vocals are in your face Like contrary to like what we're just talking about With like Sal's taste So I know that that was something That him and I like noticed Very early on in our friendship Was just like The stuff that he would recommend me I wouldn't necessarily vibe with as much as the stuff that I that that I would recommend him. Obviously, like which to, he probably yeah, which which felt the same. Yeah, exactly. Vice versa. So yeah, it, you know, I I like very like w- w- dramatic kind of in your face kind of vocals, and um, I feel like that kind of rep- like. Um, Represents the way that I like to perform on stage, at least, you know, that, um, that sort of reflects that side of me. It's like quite theatrical. Yeah, exactly.
1: hundred percent. I can see that. Mm. So, all right. My question, I just like wanted to, you guys answered actually my first two questions, which were going to be, what were you guys like? What are your music tastes and... How does that reflect you? We're
2: so self-absorbed. We've got you covered. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we've talked about this. Well,
1: you know, let's dive right into self-absorbed. What about me? <laughs> what
0: I reckon. It's, it's definitely like, I, I think I know what kind of music I'd expect. Like, can we, can we, I analyze this yeah. one? Because I feel like Please. you and
2: I we've not been speaking about you but we speak a lot about this on drives we've
0: we've, we've talked Ophelia and I have talked about this before
1: haters can hate me all they want but my name in their mouth
2: that's
1: it (laughs) fuck
0: I'm
2: (laughs) but go on okay if I sorry I'm sick no I'm not we're manifesting that we're not anyway yeah
0: we don't say the S word around here
2: it's a bad word anyway if, if, if you were like, so the music you listen to, say like maybe a year ago, or whatever, you still like are big into like Bring Me The Horizon and like nostalgic sort of bands, right? Blink-182, like all those bands that I feel like keep you like young at heart in a way because you're, you're like relating back to when you first heard them, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, I like shit that I have liked in the past.
2: But is that a part of your personality as well? Where you're kind of like, you still are the a similar person to when you were young like you don't, not that you don't grow up, but calling
1: me a man child,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not wrong.
2: <laughs> not in like a negative way, though. I just mean like you still have a very
1: younger heart like, sort of thing. Yes,
2: which is why you're <laughs> playful and fun.
0: Yeah, thank you. I think you're a very playful and fun person.
2: And I think as you've grown up, I, f- I mean, I didn't know you when you were younger, but I f- it sounds like as you've grown up, your music taste has broadened. But I feel like you still, you don't, you also don't have rules on your life, or you don't have not rules on your life, but your your mind is completely open so you will literally listen to anything which is what tricky mac and what's his face is about yeah tricky
0: mac and benny T. that
2: has no rules which is like you
0: which and also i feel like that also applies to a lot of the like weird experimental funk stuff that you yeah. like as well like i feel like those bend and in in some it's ways like headless yeah I, I definitely even re- even the chili's to some extent you know primus um <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of... There's
2: a little bit of meme in you as well. That's yeah. what Primus is.
1: Yeah, I, I like shit that's just, like, silly for the sake of silly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I do too, you know? I, I mean, I love Mr. Bungle. Oh, Mr. Know. Bungle fucks. Yeah.
1: I was talking to Pete from Hydra, and he was... I, I was just like, Pete, do you like Primus? And he was like, oh, never got around those sorts of bands. So <laughs> he had a band that was kind of like Primus that he managed back in the day, and when they'd do their more melodic stuff it would fuck really hard mm-hmm. but uh he just couldn't get around the zany the zany yeah. sort of side of it totally which I, I understand a lot of it's not for everyone you know i
0: feel like you either love it or you 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 hate it you know it's it's one or the other i don't think you can kind of only like it a little bit
1: you know and i'd, I'd agree with that breakdown that i uh yeah i like stuff that's Zany and funny and a bit silly, but like fun. Mm. I just like to have fun. That's what it is. Music that's
0: fun.
2: And to add to that, I also feel like we listen to music that we feel like we could somewhat do ourselves or something that we'd either want to achieve or something that we could do.
0: It inspires us. So
2: you love synth based music, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you know that you could probably test it out or that interests you because you could potentially do it yourself.
0: Uh, One could argue that it's, it's almost the other way, though. You hear that and you like it and therefore want to try to recreate it like that, that informs your interest. Look,
1: I, I liked like Cynthia elements of the rock music that I was traditionally into, but then, uh, and that, you know what? And that was what made me want to learn about it. But then when I learned about it, I listened to a lot more of the music that was purely, you appreciated it a lot more. Yeah. And now, and that's definitely broadened my horizons. Um, yeah, you know what? I'd agree with that. And I also think that, you know, if we can just get back to talking about me for a second, is that all right, guys? <laughs> you
0: look astonished about how accurate, like, you feel like, you, like, how accurate you, we just, like, analyzed you just now. You're just like.
1: The glass just broke for me, man. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are completely right. And then I think about the other sort of shit that I listen to, like, a lot of lo fi mm. hip hop and stuff like that. And that, um, I don't know. It's just like kind of relaxing and warm and a little bit sad. And that's kind of how I mm-hmm. feel like when I'm at, just chilling at home alone. Yeah. Like, you know, like I love having fun and being zany with people, but then when I'm like by myself, it's like a, it's almost like a completely different guy.
0: Totally. And that's not to say that we don't have like balance in our music tastes either. You know, like Sally listens to, to lots of like lots of stuff that no, we like. literally only listens to hotel books <laughs> <laughs> and bands that sound like hotel books. <laughs>
1: Also, Saleh, and you know what? This is a very accurate opinion of Saleh. Saleh has historically said that Thrice suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> that Thrice That's is a- just the fucking shittest band out. And you know what? Couldn't agree more, buddy. <laughs> Shout out to Saleh.
0: <laughs> it's just like the Arthur meme. Like, like he's sat <laughs> home, like, listening. He's just clenching his fist. He's like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs>
1: oh, dude. At a party the other week. Uh, Liam Davison was there and he was wearing the fucking. He was wearing the Arthur like outfit. Oh, the. He yeah, had yeah. Blue yeah. jeans and a yellow, yeah, sweater. yellow sweater. And he had glasses. And I was like. And he. Like, I was like, dude, dope sweater. And he was like, have you noticed that I look like Arthur? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was awesome. It wasn't even a Halloween party. He just did it. Yeah. This is his weekend gear.
1: No, well, it's because he pulls it off as not Arthur as well. That's true. Like he flaunts it. He's a good looking man. Yeah. Okay, so, tour.
0: Yeah, we, we went on it.
1: We did go on
2: it. I didn't. We, set, we covered this earlier. <laughs> all right. I still didn't.
1: So here's how we're going to break it down, all right? Guide me. I'll give a short piece, and then you'll give a short piece about one of the days. So I'll start with Thursday, and then you'll do a little bit about <laughs> Thursday. And then, Ophelia, you tell us about your Thursday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll just give you a review of your bits at the end. Essentially, we're at an audition right now. I'd like to just hear... Your, uh, your takes One, one woman panel
1: on Alright we're doing slide. the audition Alright uh, What's my
0: Don't character? Don't
2: feel any pressure We've got a few applicants in today um, <laughs> We've been through a couple They're not great So
1: <laughs> I've got a couple other auditions today So yeah the quicker we do this uh, The better we can The more efficient it'll be for both of us Great news We're both entrepreneurs
2: Can we get to it then?
1: <laughs> I, if you want to stop derailing it Yes <laughs> <laughs> Go on
2: No you're doing it what, No, you. Oh, okay, yeah. no, what's my character? Um, you're Dylan from Reside.
1: Okay, Dylan from Reside. Um, really good looking. <laughs> uh, Medium sized cock, but extra large balls. <laughs> Alright, okay. <clears throat> Thursday morning I awoke, tired and groggy. I felt the fog roll in through the crack and the sliding doors on the second floor of the Doncaster building. I worked next to a hairy man Everton they called him <laughs> I'm going to drop this bit now cuz I don't think I can commit to the audition but I will talk about the day please do We yeah. woke up at about 5am and I felt like I'd swallowed some razors yep. so I made this mixture that the chef at work taught me and then like it's just a kind of tea that helps you get better it's got like fucking bay leaves cloves peppercorns honey lemon cinnamon, tea, cinnamon. um fucking you can put turmeric and ginger in there as yep. well And it's just like a lot of antioxidants, a lot of good Mm -hmm. shit in there for you. And Mm. you just boil it up, serve yourself a cup. And because there's honey in there, it's not super like awful and tastes all right.
0: Yeah. You made some for me on the Saturday morning, like when we were at our accommodation in Sydney. I know we're skipping forward, but I will come back. Yeah. Yeah. You made some and it was was actually really nice. hundred percent. And
1: it super helps with the the sore throat as far as I'm concerned. It worked for me. Mm. But anyway, so I made myself some of that. And then we got our shit together. I pulled my shit out of the car, and we lugged our tired asses over to the airport and met up with the fucking man Ryan Scoble. <laughs> the fucking man. This the fella, G, this guy was such a G on tour. I can't even express it. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, met up with the boys: uh, Adam, Ariel, Will. So no, we had Will with us. We had Will with it was us. Just Adam and Ariel and Scoble.
0: Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, what did we do? We did we, get, we got a little breakfast there. Yeah. Then we checked our shit in. We're, we're
0: going deep. We're going in detail about this day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You,
1: wanted, you wanted, so this is just, sorry, you gave me the character and I just thought I'd give you the full experience of what this guy <laughs> might
2: have had. No, I'm enjoying your take on it. We've seen a few so far, so this is, um, this is different. It's refreshing? Yeah. It's refreshing, to say the least, yeah. Well,
1: then here we go. We're going deep. And you know what? Liam, take a little bit of the story from here.
0: Oh shit um, Yeah so we we, uh, we get on the plane We, we go to Brisbane um, We get our hire car we, uh, we head to Joe Mama's house
1: Oh uh, yeah Will's mum Fucking Joe Eggleton
2: Are we giving her a shout out?
1: We are giving her the fattest shout out. Oh,
0: this is the shout out episode for sure. Yeah, 100%. Everything about this episode is just shouting out all the- she put us up? we're, We're just in that mood, I think. I think because we've come back from tour, it's been really smooth. It's been a really good time. We're just in that generous shout out mood. I
1: love my friends. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing. I was I was gonna cap this one off with it, but I can't hold it in any longer. I just need to fucking spin it out. Yeah, yeah, you can't
0: <laughs> You can't pinch it off any longer.
1: Exactly, you know. I, it's me going up to the guy at the servo saying, Look, I know it's for only employees, but you gotta let me use it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh fucking hell. But no, the thing I really, really love about just playing interstate shows in general, but like a run of them, just having to travel and having a run of shows in a row is that like, yeah, you're fucking tired because you get home late and you wake up early. It's like, you know, like even when we're driving, it's like 6am wake up for the flights. They were 5am wake ups. You usually spend the whole day traveling. You're lucky if you can get to your accommodation before you get to the venue. Mm -hmm. If you do, you've maybe got a couple hours to nap. You go to the venue, set up your shit. If you had a headline band, your sound check. You know, you got to take your shit down. Then you got to do whatever the fuck for a couple hours. Yeah. And see, you know, you look at, then the doors happen and you'll fucking watch the bands and just kind of stand there. um, You know, getting into it admittedly, but it's like, you know, you've been awake for fucking hours and then you go up, you set your shit up again, you play, you get your shit down, you pack it up, you might mingle for a bit. And if you're tired enough, you'll just go the fuck home. Mm. And by that point, you're lucky if it's midnight. Yeah. And then you wake up at 5am the next day. Yeah. So it's like hectic, hectic fucking day. But all of that time that you spend, you're with, I'm with my, like, at least by my point of view, I'm with my friends mm. every single second of the day. And this is what I was talking about before. There's a guy that I am when I'm by myself. And there's a guy that I am when I'm around the people that I love. And I love the guy that I'm around when I'm with the people. that
0: You're I'm the extrovert. With.
1: That's it, dude. And I fucking... I love... You know, don't get me wrong. I do like some downtime to myself every Mm. now and then. But I just... You know, I love being out there with my buddies and like, you know, having laughs, having smiles, doing nice things for each other. We're
2: all happy. Yeah, It's a great time. It's very pop-punk of you. (laughs) (laughs) I love my
0: friends, but I hate this town.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's me saying I want to go interstate. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's... (laughs) No,
1: no, it's... Um,
0: this was definitely the smoothest tour I've ever been on. Like, it, it it, ran the smoothest. There's probably only one little crises moment, and that was it. Like, everything... Oh, even
1: that, we fucking... We,
0: we only lost 15 minutes off our, like, itinerary.
1: You know what? I could name three crises. We'll keep running through the days, shall we?
2: <laughs> Go
1: for it. Okay. So, one important key that Liam missed out on is that I had the first of my three plane naps on that first plane ride. And I don't usually nap on
0: planes. <laughs> Is it a very fear tired? What's sorry? Is it a fear thing or do you just
1: No, nah, dude, I just vehicles. Yeah. Just like sitting at a 90 degree angle. I yeah. just can't usually can't do it, but this thing I just you put my I. head against the fucking window. That's why I got the window seat every time so I could smack my head against the window and just good night.
0: <laughs> it's a good, it's a it's a good move. It's a, I honestly wish I could do that. I need to sit in an aisle seat.
1: You need to sit in an aisle I seat. I have
0: to sit in an aisle seat because it has the extra leg room. Oh, yeah. If we're flying for an economy. Need to spread out and for these, that XL yeah. dong of <laughs> <hair>. <laughs> These there. These two dongs that are just, like, floating beneath my torso. <laughs> um, no. Um, yeah. it's. A, I, I, this is actually one of the few times I forgot to bring a pillow on tour. I, I should have brought one. Um, but I, I actually, I also happened to catch some Zs. I, w- I got middle seat on all the flights that we were on this past That's few days spewing yeah i think i got window seat once but yeah i think i there was middle seat for the other the other two
1: i'm so grateful that i got middle window seat every time actually ophelia what's your favorite seat on the plane
2: window seat
1: fucking window seat master race
0: is it because you guys like looking out the window at like all the yeah. like landscape yeah yeah, yeah. It's definitely that's a that's a pretty awesome. how is
1: that reflected in our collective music taste? What element of music taste do we share that says we like to look out the window on a plane ride?
2: Yeah, analyze us. I think
0: you guys like to listen to music very macro macroly. You know, like rather than listening to like an individual pie, you know, it's 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 the collective it's all cogs. Moving at once. So rather than
1: listening to the what the guitar is doing, you listen to yeah. the entire... Yeah, and I
0: feel space. like that reflects the overview, you know, like having a bird's eye view of a landscape.
1: Yeah, so, all right, but what... All right, then what bands do we like that show that they, we sort of have that view on it?
0: Uh, reside. As, oh, yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah, that's it. You know what? The one thing is that we've we've all got excellent taste. <laughs>
2: but do you know, okay, a band then that I feel like all three of us really enjoy thanks to you is clipping yeah true oh, that's actually all, clipping that's all about like the macro i feel like that's the whole thing in
1: the spirit of shout outs i'm gonna say that my boy matt was the guy that really really drove the nail into the coffin for me with yeah. The clipping yeah and it was like but it was at the same time that you guys showed me the live in lockdown thing mm-hmm. and then the combination of matt driving at home every time we hung out and then you guys showing me that video and just seeing digs on vocals and uh, the the Redditor and the hillbilly on The
3: Synths.
0: With yeah. The <laughs> yeah, I just, I love their performance. I Like, I never know exactly what those two were doing, but like... It,
1: did you see their tiny desk performance?
0: Uh, I think so. They
1: didn't know, you'd know, because they did a tiny desk, but like from home, and they literally made themselves like tiny instruments, oh. which they were supposedly playing, and they looked too small to operate. But at times I'm like like, no, all right i could swear they're triggering something here i they're definitely not doing like a full comprehensive modular synthesis yeah. or anything but there's something there's on going here. on here. They, here they've definitely developed some sort of yeah. instrument there
2: that which band is, is awesome. so cool they look
0: like mad scientists genuinely yeah. genuinely yeah.
1: Yeah, but this is the thing that they share as like fuck it when i say hillbilly i mean just like deep south QAnon yeah. and Reddit is you just got these two guys that look like they've come from the depths <laughs> of the internet and Diggs has single handedly pulled them out yeah. like you're coming with me <laughs> <laughs> is this guy's a fucking actor a fucking musician. He's, he's like a movie a, producer. Yeah,
0: he's a, he's like a. He's wild. A, he's an activist as well, like a this dude's the political fucking activist. Shout yeah, out to Diggs. yeah. He's a mad dog. <laughs> we um we were on uh, is it Architects Digest or whatever their YouTube yes. channel? They've got Architect like all the Digest. yeah. They've got like um, tours of like uh, celebrity houses, and there's one for David Diggs, and he's like him and his wife's house, and it's just like. The coolest house. They've got all like these like decorations that they they've like just like made themselves. the
2: chair. It's so wholesome. They're mm. both very wholesome. It's very cute. Did you find at all
1: that the house was like excessive, or was it like a pretty humble house? I don't know. You say this guy is an activist, and uh, not that I'm judging or anything like that. Oh, it sounds a little like I'm judging. Well, you know what? okay. The, be,
0: think of it this way: the decorations that they had were made by themselves. Like they made the wallpaper that they had on the wall. That's fucking Like sick. all the, th- like the, 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 like the little man, like the statues or mantle. Was thing. it like a
1: 20 room house?
0: Uh
2: It was a big house. It was, it was quite a big It was quite big. It wasn't, it wasn't like Wiz Khalifa, but no. it was fairly big. Can you
1: remember what the rooms were used for? I'm not judging him now. I'm just genuinely Just curious. bedrooms. They
0: had a spare room. Studios. Yeah, office. Like, they if, had
1: it's all shit, if it's all shit that they use for work, then fine.
0: Like, watch. Like, it was like there was like a lounge room, a kitchen. Um, they have a very. A couple bedrooms because, like, there's a spare room. If they have people over. Um, Here's my thing: with a, houses. a studio, like a, a, a listening space, like. For music, yeah, like a rumpus yeah. room, sort yeah, of thing. that sort of thing. It was under, it's like under the stairs, like a wine cellar. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. this is my thing. Those are all rooms that you like use. They've all got like uses, but yeah. when you, I don't know, when dudes or chicks or anyone builds houses, that it's like you've just got like shit that you never use. I think people are entitled to have the biggest backyard that they want, as long as they maintain it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be their personal space where they like enjoy themselves, fuck yeah, go for gold. But with, like, actual houses. Don't just take up space for the sake of it.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, I've stupid. seen some pretty wild houses and architectural Well, like, Digest. I'd burn
1: down Eddie Maguire's house. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't.
0: No, no, we're just joking. Allegedly. Alle- allegedly. That's what every podcast does that I listen to. They're always just like, allegedly. <laughs> it's always, it, it always gets you out of trouble, guys.
1: But let's get back on tour. Yeah. So, please, I'm dying for it. Please, let's get back yeah. to No, no. Back to talking about tours. So, had the fat plane nap. We went to Joe Ableton's house. Yeah. She's a fucking G. Her house is awesome. Yeah. There was this massage chair there. <laughs> there. Did you try it?
0: No, I didn't get to try it, no. But I, I watched it. you guys. Sal tried it. Scobes, Scobes tried, tried it.
1: it. I'm not sure if Ariel tried it. I doubt
0: it. That that, that man, you know, he's he needs, to, he needs to remain rigid.
1: Ariel, I love him to bits, reminds me of like... He's like a Cameron to our Ferris Bueller.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Sometimes.
1: yeah. Have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. Did you also know that Matthew Broderick once killed someone, in, two, two women actually in Ireland <laughs> with his car?
2: In real life? Yeah, yes. in real life. In it real life. Two he was women. on yes.
1: vacation in Ireland. I See, this is the thing. Love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Liam actually looks, uh, you know what? You look like Charlie Sheen in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's what it is. I'll get back to Matthew Broderick's atrocities very soon. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, fucking Liam, I I walk in tonight and he's wearing, (laughs) all right, let me paint the outfit for you. He's wearing his Doc Martin schoolboy shoes, some nice long white socks about like halfway, three-quarter way up thigh height. Then he's wearing these nice like borderline between slacks and suit pants. They're a charcoalish gray, almost navy blue color, Mm -hmm. a nice black belt with a silver buckle. It's kind of like a mesh-ish fabric, you know, the kind. Mm -hmm. And then just a white t-shirt tucked in kind of like the Fonz and then he throws on this leather jacket this black leather jacket also a bit like the Fonz but you know what it's a bit long it goes down halfway between his waist and his knees and it's got this big lapel on it as well he said he got it from his mum and I immediately said dude that jacket is too cool for someone like you <laughs> it is
0: way too cool for me and
1: I just figured out why because he's got his hair where it's sticking up at the sides it's going down at the front <laughs> and it's short around the si- like around the bottom towards yeah. the ears and the back and he looks exactly like fucking Charlie Sheen
0: (laughs) and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. off.
1: I've just fucking nailed it. That's it. That's why this jacket's (laughs) too cool for you. That's why you're not allowed to wear it.
0: I'm trying to remember the quote from that scene. I love that scene so much where he just like completely like flips – uh, Ferris's sister like that like that dynamic she's like immediately she hates, h- she hates him so much but she falls for him and it's so hilarious yeah dude it's uh, so good
1: uh, but he's just like all he does is just smooth talk that's his whole role what's of the what's, what's there's, there's
0: some it. line about makeup right he's just like
1: oh uh, yeah you wear too much eye makeup uh, what my sister wears too much eye
0: makeup people think she's a whore <laughs> <laughs> so right.
1: that's the line that's the
0: line Oh, I love that movie But yeah, anyway, Matthew Broderick did yeah, 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 so,
1: okay So we've nailed that Matthew Broderick was in vacation on vacation in Ireland With the woman that played his sister In that scene and in the whole movie On Ferris Bueller's Day Off I can't remember what year it was um, Drove down the wrong side of the road Killed, uh, you know, two women Mother and daughter
2: Oh my god
1: Yeah, and uh, then charges were pressed And... He, like he woke up in the hospital, claimed he didn't know anything from the day. I'm not going to say whether or not that was true. He just says he the first thing he remembers is waking up in the hospital, but um, then went to court for it. You know, the I the state pressed charges and he got charged with reckless driving and paid 125 dollars.
2: Whoa! Yeah, that was pretty
1: pretty fucking pretty grim mess. shit and yeah. pretty you know.
0: So we like to remind we like to remind people of. <laughs>
1: Like, uh, that's an awful thing. And you know what? Even if we give Matthew Broderick the complete fucking benefit of the doubt, let's say, uh, you know, someone fucking spiked a drink that he had in the morning, sparkling water with some fucking cucumber in it, and somebody slipped some rohypnol in it or some shit, and he just fucked up, and it was a total accident, and he he couldn't have done anything because he didn't know about it. Mm. That's still for a man that has it to spare, that's still awful to not pay reparations for the loss of two lives. Yeah,
0: that's... The, I mean, it's manslaughter, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's awful. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Ariel reminds me of Cameron to our Ferris Bueller
0: movie. <laughs> movie. We've we'll, past we'll, that. Yeah. We've
1: addressed the Matthew Broderick elephant in the room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so we... Uh, no, I didn't get to try the massage chair. <laughs> Going massage back yet chair. another layer.
1: That's where we were at. Yeah, so the massage chair... Was good and um, was then. Then we yeah, like I said, we loaded in. Um, we did our sound check. We went out. We got some food. Uh, I went and got a hot dog. Floyd came and found me. He said, "You want to go? You know, hang out for a little bit." We were like, "Yeah, sure." And so, hung out at his place for a little bit. And uh, yeah, then we got back to the venue. And this is the this is the thing. There ended up being a lot of time before our set like we ended up having mm-hmm. way more time than we'd anticipated and we were stuck in this position of like, this is a bit shit for us because we, like can, the, either, the, we the- can either leave people waiting for fucking way, way too long or we can start it early but then if people have decided to show up just for the headlining act for whatever reason, we, um you know. Think- yeah, the
0: show was running ahead of schedule and it's like, do we wait until we're supposed to go on or do we do we try and like make the set a bit longer do we, you know. And so here's
1: what, what ended up happening was, cause usually I synth moving, since moving to I said synth moving to the keyboard, <laughs> synth moving to the a, synth. There's a nice little Freudian hey. slip. Um, uh, Since moving to the keyboards, I, I usually do just like a, a nice sort of textural intro. It doesn't really go for too fucking long. Um, You know, I just build a little bit of a wall and then the mm. guys walk out and it's mm. really fun. Mm. But, uh, Scoble and Liam came up to me, the two fucking the men, the fellas, fellas, came up to me and they were like, uh, do you want to extend the synth intro a little bit? You know, it makes something and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And I kind of figured I could run a couple of these chord progressions together from different songs and use the different leads to kind of do a nice little medley. Um, but I'd had a couple of ice creams and <laughs> I was, you know, uh, you know how it just gets to your just your, you know
0: you had a bit of a sugar rush, and you were like That's panicking exactly from, it the
1: was
2: on from the sugar from the sugar,
1: exactly. And I when I say a couple of ice creams, I mean, like three ice creams, but they were like they were, they quite, were like magnum minis. they were cornettos, there were no yeah. boring bits. those things were packed full. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, sure, I can do this. And I got up there and I kind of freaked out a little bit but Floyd the fucking man had given me these sunnies they're like they're his sunnies not given me he big daddied
0: like, you you know remember in the Adam Sandler big daddy movie where he like he gives like the kid the, the sunglasses so he like he yep. turns invisible that, <laughs> that's what he did what a man and he did that exactly but these sunnies were like
1: they had the Speed Dealer finish on them. They were that kind of like orangey, yellowy... I've seen these. These, these are the
0: Roidzilla but sunnies. Yeah.
1: Signature sunnies. They fucking sunnies. go across your face in one strip like Cyclops from X-Men. Mm. And I'll tell you what, nothing makes you feel like more of a baller than these sunnies. And I just get up on stage, put them on, I hit these keys, and every single anxiety that I'd had about playing the show... Melted away. I got right in the fucking pocket. Mm. It was a lot of fun. And that show, I reckon,
0: near perfect show, I think.
1: Exactly. You know what? Like, you know, we've played other rooms and we've played other audiences and stuff like that. But as far as just since the new setup, the six of us vibing on stage goes, that was the hardest we have ever mm. fucking vibed. Yeah. You know? Like, uh, I don't... Maybe we've even played tighter. I felt like we played pretty we tight. We played pretty tight. But, you know, we could have even played tighter in the past or, you know, and we'll probably play tighter in the future, but we vibed super fucking hard that night mm. and it was so much goddamn fun. <laughs> it was... And that's really what has energised me. That,
0: that was the, like, I feel like the collective feeling from all of us coming off stage we that on Brisbane. We were all Brisbane. pinging off that scene. Yeah. That was so fucking was... good. Sounds like... Tamara, Tamara from All the Sound said that it was like one of the, it was like the best local gig she's been to in like a long time.
1: She also mentioned she was like, "Oh, you and Liam's dynamic on stage," because like we're pretty much just doing this shit talking on stage. Yeah, now. yeah, hundred percent, and it's good. And she mentioned that, "Oh, uh, you and Liam's dynamic on stage kind of reminds me of you know other bands that have sort of like two people on the mic that sort of banter on stage. It's good." And then I mentioned kind of like, "Oh, uh, Mark and Tom from Blink-182, mm. of course." and she was immediately like yeah yeah and like
0: she would have loved been, that one she's, she's she loves a pop she's punk
2: big into her pop punk yeah it,
1: well yeah fucking mm. same and that's like that was such a flattering flattering thing for me i don't yeah. know it was like
0: dude. i definitely there's something like that was really nice about uh, we we could definitely go down like a blink-182 tangent right here but um there is something that was really nice about that and how organic that banter was between mark and tom On stage when they were when they were playing.
1: Well, that's it. They just get up there on the night and they just kind of.
2: Well, they just talk shit.
1: They just
0: talk so much shit,
1: and like and it's dumb shit. I remember seeing an uh, interview, like I think it was one on one of the Urethra Chronicles. Yeah, which were the two uh, DVDs that they did for like their sort of Enema of the State era release, and then for the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket sort of release. It was just like the making
0: of of like those those making of and also footage and then tour and stuff
1: like that. And I saw this interview. Uh, On one of those DVDs, and I can't remember which one it was, if it was Mark or Tom, Mm. but uh, they were saying like they accepted very early on in their sort of gigging career that people aren't necessarily going to laugh every time they tell a joke. And that shouldn't be the aim. The the aim shouldn't be when you're talking on stage to make people laugh. The aim should be to make yourself laugh. Yeah. Have fun. And I I like that attitude a lot. Well, not only do I take that on in that sort of like talking between you and me sort of thing, Mm. I just take that on in life. It's like, well, I try to at least, like, I think that's a really good philosophy to remember is that it doesn't matter, you know, if other people necessarily kind of think what you're doing is fun or cool, you know, as long as you're enjoying yourself.
0: Well, that's that's it. That's that's the only reason why you should do anything is because you want to do it and and it's fun and... I will preface
1: yeah. that with saying, also, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, that's that that's yeah, also that yeah. go Yeah, that's like, obviously, that's not me endorsing murder. Being like, it doesn't matter if people don't get it. Yeah, or you, <laughs> you know, as long as you like it, man, fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Starts
0: listening to how to Scelter and gets him. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, that was, that it. was Brisbane. It was a good sh- good show. And we, uh, yeah, we... And, and shout out to the, the opening bands, um, West For Wear and Headwreck as well for joining us on that one. Yeah, the um, Curtis from West For like lent his guitar to Will that night too.
1: That was, yeah, that was one of a few disasters we had on tour. Mm. Actually, actually, sorry, when you said crisis before, you said one, I thought of three. The first one being my anxiety about improv and uh, like yeah. what we were going to do about the set times. The second one being Will's guitar, something seemed like uh, it was really giving off this huge, huge buzzing, even though we'd had a noise, noise gate on Mm, two. Yeah. Two noise gates on. There you go. And we couldn't tell what was going on, but when we switched guitars, it was fine. And then we ended up testing Will's guitar out later, both back at our um, Airbnb in Sydney when we got there. Mm. And then at the venue in Sydney, his guitar was fine. So I think it, Scoble was saying it might have been something to do with the electrics in the vehicle. i think like
0: it sounded like power but then it also sounds like like single coil pickups do that like they are quite noisy and especially like you can like fix it by just like moving the direction of the pickup and it can like soft like it can lower the volume of that it could have just been where he was positioned in the building on stage you I know think that's exactly
1: what it was because when he moved over to ariel's side it was like quieter
0: yeah i don't know
1: so maybe if he had to move the whole rig over and swap sides with ariel it would have been maybe it would have been all right anyway but as soon as he swapped guitars with um curtis yeah 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 as soon as he swapped guitars with curtis problem solved no more buzzing and Mm. so he played pretty much the whole set on that guitar until we did our cover of run and he ripped the guitar solo on his guitar i think yeah yeah yeah
0: because otherwise he was like i think we might have to cut that song and i was like "Mm, we probably shouldn't cut any songs so yeah, yeah. So it was a good to so We we but found we have made a solution. Shout out to Curtis Curtis for helping yeah. us avert that crisis. Exactly.
1: Um, and yeah, then we packed up afterwards, went home and got a couple hours sleep. Mm-hmm. And We woke up the next day.
0: at oh, five am.
1: That's <laughs> how it feels.
0: That's how he sounds actually when we when he wakes up.
1: Yeah, yeah. How's it going, Dylan? Yeah, man, I'm alright. How are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really accurate. <laughs> yeah man I know what it feels like when I'm tired I can really
1: get into character for that one <laughs> um, but yeah went to the airport I had another fat snooze on the plane to Sydney and actually all three fat snoozes that I took on these plane rides I put my headphones in and I was like I'm going to listen to this clipping playlist that Matt made me because I, what I do with artists when I like them is I'll make a playlist of every single song that I fuck with in chronological order of album release and then within those album releases in order of where they are on the album. Mm. Wow. Um, well, it's pretty easy. It just means that I go artist albums, scroll down to the bottom, click the first album, add the songs as they go down the album. Fair enough. The, but like it also, it makes my brain feel nice to have them that way. Mm. Um, and so I, and he kept, you know, when I was like, okay, dude, I want to get into clipping. And he was like, I'll make you playlist. And I was like, can you please do it like this? Just indulge <laughs> me. And he was like, yeah, dude, of course. So Legend did it for me like that. And then each time on the plane, I was like, I'm going to listen to this playlist. And I don't think there's, as far as just noises go, you know, I could have probably picked a less aggressive artist to fall asleep to. (laughs) (laughs) I probably could have picked something more easy listening. But there's something about it that was so soothing to me.
0: It is kind of... I've fallen asleep to some, like, experimental hip-hop before. Like, JPEG Mafia, I've definitely fallen asleep to. And that...
1: Because it's it's just all textures.
0: It's a lot of textures, I think, and it's quite soothing in a weird sort of way. I don't know. Um, What I was going to say about clipping um, was that, like, I've, I've... so I've discovered them around the same sort of time, the Death Grips. They, I feel like they both were coming up around the same sort of time and it's it's interesting to kind of like look at their trajectory as bands. Like I feel like Death Grips just got this massive hype and then Clipping's kind of been like this slow burn. You mentioned this. Now yeah. that they're they're sort of more popular now than they were when both of those guys were coming up.
1: Well, this is the thing, that anything that's quick to rise becomes a meme.
0: Mm. <laughs> and
1: then the minute you meme something, you date it.
0: Yeah, that's true. It kind of becomes a part of history.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it timestamps it, basically. Yeah. You know, this meme was popular then. Like that, uh, you know, the all right, the meme of the uh, front man of Death Grips screaming in the car with the white noise. Yeah, the Graham guillotine the video, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, I know that meme. I don't know that song. I don't mm. know his name. I've never heard the song. Yeah. I've, you know, I know the Death Grips man scream. Yeah. That's a meme. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, but like, whereas clipping, you know. Like Do you think that... What, that's what I like about the slow burn, I think, is that it doesn't it doesn't date it.
0: No. I'm
2: into the slow burn.
0: Me too. Yeah, there's longevity in that, 100%. for sure. Yeah. I
1: think it's the better way to be as well, because, you know, like, it's not even the quicker you rise, the quicker you fall, but I reckon the harder you fall.
0: Well I think I think that also like that hype that you're describing about death grips like plays into a lot of the like sporadic move like moves that they like business moves that they made as well like yeah. as a group you know like so their first thing that they kind of came up on which was like um ex military which was a mixtape was the thing they put out for free like has guillotine on it and yeah. and all these other songs um that it had a lot of hype and I think obviously needle drop you know Anthony Fantano had a, had a little bit to do with that, and like Pitchfork and and a lot of um, a lot of other like hip hop reviewers. But then, you know, they put out their first album on a record label, Money Store. It's this you know ten out of ten album. You know lots of reviews. It's kind of kick-started this movement of industrial influences in hip hop in terms of the mainstream. You know you get you Kanye Wests with Jesus and and him playing with those sounds and it popularizes it. It gets popularized. It gets, you know, put into the popular culture. And then, um, yeah, the, th- the third album, No Love Deep Web, they like literally like leak it onto like a torrent site just to like break their contract with the record label as well. Like, really? yeah, like they put it out before the release date and like just to like as a fuck you to like the record label and stuff. Like they just made like a lot of weird. Punk rock. Then they broke up and then they came and then they've sort of come back kind of they had like a a, like a collaborative release with Bjork and then it's just kind of like they've kind of more fallen back into more of like the indie circuit a bit more I'd say like this I think they're still popular but
1: I think hip-hop being a mainstream genre you're either forced to be then a mainstream band or fall into that indie circuit
0: yeah yeah Yeah, not I thought that
1: indie isn't a mainstream genre, but artists that consider I, it's I, the same thing as being punk rock at heart, being indie. At I heart. also it's the yeah, same fucking philosophy. Well, that's the
0: thing. I think death groups probably have a bit more of a punk rock attitude. I think that's that's more what their influences are. They're more like they're not influ- you know they're not um, they're not in interested in commercial success. In the thing that, that sense. I
2: love so much about clipping and the reason. The reason that that I even like clipping in the first place is because we watched that video when they did say the name. Yeah, that performance. And it was just like the way that he's like so happy and so excited. He's having about fun. The music. Yeah, but he's so into the I music. I think that, that he's always playing.
1: communicates as well when you're having fun.
2: Yeah, but he was having so much fun on this live stream. and He was like, I feel like he was happy with with every time the like the other two came in with something new. He was like so excited to hear it, and that's his own music, and I think that's very cool.
0: Yeah. Well, there's that. There's they were doing different things than like the, the re, you know the recorded version. You know, well, and, and I think the reason why clipping had such a slow burn trajectory too was because I think when they were cut, like Death Grips, kind of stamped like what, like and artists like Blackie and 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 that sort of um, that sound was, I think people just expected that that's what experimental hip hop should sound like. And then you've got like a, a group like Clipping or even JPEG Mafia to a certain extent where you've got these experimental sounds, but then they're like rapping, like a commercial hip hop, like rap, mm. you know, like rap artist, um, you know, and, and it's sort of like, there's this weird like balancing act. And so it kind of, I don't know. I think, I feel like a lot of like experimental hip hop fans were sort of like, ah. Oh, no, this is some bullshit. Like, yeah, sub- yeah, this is some bullshit, so, you know. Yeah. But foo foo lame shit. Yeah, but like, I think David Diggs is like becoming, well, no, uh, yeah, becoming known as one of the best technical rappers out there. I think he's insane. Oh,
1: he's nuts. Yeah, but I also do. I can see why they would have thought that because sometimes I do feel like his rhymes come off as like, uh, what you'd see in a movie of like two schoolgirls flipping simultaneous jump ropes for a third schoolgirl and they're like singing in unison, mm. some chant, some rhythmic chant. Yeah. That makes it sound so cult. He's
0: also, I, th- I, th- I think also like the content as well, especially on like the first couple albums being a lot more like, um, like stories about like, you know, clubs and like that kind of thing. Like the, that, like street um, I- culture
1: like it was a bit too sort of trad hip-hop for... Yeah, I think so. That's fair enough, but I reckon his lyricism is different to other hip-hop artists I've heard sing about the same mm. thing in that he tells a story about a character. You know what? And fuck, this is going to be the most Bogan moment I have on this podcast, <laughs> but it reminds me of how Bon Scott from ACDC used to write lyrics. It's always... They they always paint a picture. You know, I'll say that fucking digs is way more comprehensive than Bon Scott. But this is what I liked about Bon Scott when I was a huge dinosaur rock ACDC fan mm. was that he'd write these lyrics and it would kind of paint a bit of a picture and a story about a character. And, you know, it was fun rather than uh, sort of there are these lyrics that sort of talk in the second person or the first person or the third person. Um, I, I
2: feel like that comes from his musical theatre background. Like he, he's like one of the main characters in Hamilton over in the US. Yeah, well,
1: I found that out and it's yeah, nuts. But
2: I feel like that's probably why he writes like that because he has that musical theatre background. So he's, I guess the
1: guy just knows story, right? Yeah, mm. well,
2: if you listen to the music, he's, he's telling a story. Like everything he says is like visualising a story. Mm.
1: Well, that's why I think he'd, and you know what, I'm surprised he hasn't made a move into this yet. He'd be great at film scoring. Man mm. understands story, man understands music.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I. I mean. I. I definitely agree with that. Like. I. I. Th- and I think that. That's what I kind of like about the exploration of the last two albums being like a lot of like horror movie, like mm-hmm. um explorations and, also like a site. And I think they're kind of like sort of sister releases in a way because like the covers are very similar. Yeah. There's yeah. There's tooth on the one of them. Everybody's
1: being Burnt and everybody. Like, yeah. I can't remember the name of that one, but it's, you know, I noticed that those two album covers were super, yeah,
0: one's got nails and one's got teeth, tooth and nail, you know, like, well,
1: the, um, just from what I gathered off this playlist of our visions of bodies being burned, Mm. a lot of that, uh, I don't know. You know what? Just, it's actually not even just off that album, but a lot of his lyrics seem to be just about, um, situations getting the worst of people. And like, Great example, Check the Lock. Yeah. And I, you know what? I've been quoting this to Matt all day, but that uh, song is kind of a... It's a follow-up to another song I can't remember the name of, but um, and it might not necessarily be a clipping song either. I saw that on the Genius page. But, um, yeah, it's essentially about a drug kingpin who knows that people are after him, and it just paints this picture of this man who, you know, like he says, he runs the fucking city. Um, and, like, you know he's been known to be a baller, but now he's noticing things in his apartment have been moved. He finds metal shavings Mm. down by the, uh, the doormat, you know, so he doesn't take his shoes off anymore. Yep. He sleeps in his chucks. He's yep. He smells something funny coming from his car. So he's on his hands and knees checking the tailpipe. And it's, you know, guy that the irony of a guy that pays to have his hands manicured now getting his hands dirty and oily. Mm. Um, you know, just chasing every single yellow light, never turning with a signal. He's got a gun in his hand while he drives. He just knows that someone's after him and lives in that constant fear. Uh, And he's got this lavish lifestyle, but it's because of what he's done to afford himself this lavish lifestyle that he has to live in constant anxiety. Yeah. I don't know. It's fucking cool. I fucking love Clipping Man. I mean, deep on this dive. Some (laughs) good
0: shit. Uh, I, I think, well, Visions of Bodies Being Burned was one of my top albums of 2020 like i think i i think i had that on, on my list it's of fucking top same. albums you
2: and i found set you knew clipping a lot longer than. yeah
0: i've been listening to him for a while
2: but when the, the album came out you and i found that first song and then yes. we basically just smashed it from there
1: yeah something in this room didn't used to be jim bowed to the face can't, can't fool a g, of g. <laughs> they are laughing he ain't never scared though but he checked the lock every time he walked by the door, the door. Check the
0: lock every time he walked by the door. Check the lock every time he walked by the door. He run the motherfucking city when he open. Check the lock every time he walk by the door. Never
1: park right outside where he
0: live. No, who, sing, who
2: sings that originally?
0: Oh,
1: I don't know, man. Maybe you should look it up, you dumb idiot.
2: Maybe you should leave it to them. Dumb Check the idiot. lock is a
0: spiritual uh, sequel to Seagram's classic track "Sleeping one. in My Nikes." describing the drug kingpin's paranoid descent into madness. They
1: even reference Seagram somewhere in the lyrics, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so I fell asleep to clipping on the plane. <laughs>
3: pretty
1: sure that was the point we That was going. the point we
0: were going there. We just went deep into clipping. But yeah. Um,
1: we rocked up in Sydney. Yeah. And uh
0: picked up the high car, you know, got all our luggage and whatever.
1: Yep, did all that shit and then we uh we went to the like to just I think Newtown was it yeah Newtown to get some food yeah and um uh yeah the boys ended up picking a place that was um you know it was apparently like one of the best pasta places around according to well, Adam yeah Adam
0: was just like he was stoked about this pasta place
1: and so the boys were like let's check it out i yep. got fucking vegan toasty from the um cafe because nothing in this place is vegan while they were eating, sitting down eating their food I was like I was like all right I'm gonna check out this uh this record shop where they were like, don't stop at when we're looking for food. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So I check out this record store and I find myself a fucking copy of uh, the Blade Runner 2049 score. Yeah. And, and just, I'm going to get off on that for a little bit because yeah, please. I fucking found that and I was like, this is a sick score. And I was kind of like, man, I wish I could double it with the original Vangelist Blade Runner score and get yep. two for one here. Couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, this is still Spewing. fine, dude. This is still a sweet fine. So I bought that. I've taken it home and Allison, a couple months ago, I was at her place, her and Jordan's place in Richmond. And, uh, she was like, yeah, putting records on, I'm pretty sure I was just like standing next to a record player. And I was like, sick, you have a record player. I don't have one. Just kind of a passing witless comment. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, have this one. I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, yeah, yeah. Jordan's got one and it's way better than this. He wants to set it up. I'm not going to need this. You can have it. Like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. And like, I've taken it under the uh, circumstance of if she ever needs it back, she can have it back. Mm-mm. But like, still, that's super fucking nice of her to just give me a fucking yeah. player. And so I buy this score and I'm like, I'm finally going to set it up. And I set it up last night, hooked it up to my, um, like computer speakers and yeah, it's fucking dope. Blew my dick off. It's you, awesome.
0: You anyway. sent a video in in the, out, in the band chat and it sounded huge. That was
1: at 78 RPM actually oh, it was true. supposed to be played at thirty three. So uh, when I was still figuring the shit. <laughs> yeah, out. so you
0: just—it like, was just playing at double speed. Yeah, dude. Actually, so
1: I've been obsessed with uh, one of the tracks off it, and I'll send you a video tonight. It is fucking huge. Cool. But um, yeah, and so now I'm getting my dick real hard for vinyls and stuff. I went to my dad's place and found all of the vinyls that I've been given as gifts, and I've just bought at points where I've been like, "That's cool if I will ever have a vinyl player." I got "Fucking Dirt" by Alice in Chains. I got "The Color and the Space" by the Foo Fighters. I got uh, the Transplants album that you gave me. Oh, that's right. Buddha by Blink-182, Hebrews by Say Anything, and Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. That's
2: <sighs> a good collection. I think that's all that's right. That's great. Now, now the
1: fucking Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack.
0: Fuck, I didn't even, I didn't know you had Hebrews. Yeah, that's dude. mad. I it. when they, um. When they toured? When they, yeah, when they played Oh, the Hebrews, they, uh, yeah. Mad. So. That's a good find.
1: Dude, come over and eat an ice cream uh, and we'll fucking yeah, spin absolutely. it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Sounds good.
1: But then also in that record store, I found a copy of one of your favorite albums.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You surprised me at the restaurant. You came back and you were like, hey, I got you something. I was like, didn't know what to expect. Because I was like, oh, mate. Your wristband? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, fuck. We, because we've been talking about clipping in the past, I was like, could have been that. Could have been any number of hip hop records. I don't know. But uh, no, you surprised me with uh, Paramore's last album, After Laughter, which is... I think their, their best album was as far as I'm concerned, is one of like came at such a, like an integral time in my life. I I knew Um, it was
1: like, I saw it and I was like, I immediately recognized this is one of your favorite albums. mm. And I was like, and like, and it's a good album and I can tell the like influence on your end. It's had a lot of the stuff we're writing. And so I was like, well, you know, I'll get it for him. And I was pretty, I was like, look, you're probably going to already have it. And I was like, if so, fuck yeah. I got one (laughs) that I can spin. Yeah. But, um, but i was like but if he doesn't have it fucking he'll appreciate it this Yeah, a nice thing for him definitely. you shit pant man i didn't expect I did you. yeah, You're yeah. Like, Dude, be looking everywhere for this yeah i
0: was like really excited about it i was really grateful um and it was uh <laughs> i think i think for everybody that was around the table kind of i remember will being like oh my heart's so f-, like he's heart warmed you know like um yeah, I uh, no, I really appreciate it. it was it, it was cool to to think about like seeing something, um, and then being able to like attribute that to somebody else. Like being able to be like, oh, that makes me think of that person, and it's cool that like there's something like that that applies to me. I don't, you know, I don't have any concept of that. I don't think about that. There's that often. Nostalgic yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool that. <laughs> yeah. No, I did.
1: Like, I feel the same way about the Blade Runner record in that it's going to, every time I'm looking at it, I'm going to play it, it's going to remind me of tour.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much why. I I like the souvenir aspect of it too. Like, we got it while we are in a different city that wasn't our own, you know?
1: I think that's the best time to get something you're going to use. Like, you get something like a keychain, you don't give a fuck about it, but if you get something like this that you're actually going to actively use...
0: True. Well, we often talk all the time about how we wish that there was like, we took more time to like do things other than just like going from airport to accommodation, to venue, to airport, to next city, you know, like... You should
1: start finding a record store on the way to every city. Yeah, exactly. Pick up a record between each city. Get
0: a, get a souvenir. That's like a cool
1: idea. That's a really fucking cool idea, actually. I'm really... And like I said, it's getting my dick hard for the final <laughs> you, about you, it.
0: you were talking before we started about how you, you, you started to understand like the appeal of vinyl um and yeah I, i think i i uh i empathize with that in that i think that there's something in the experience of like sitting down with a record or just like giving your like undivided attention to the experience of an album yeah um you know that i don't think you get when you're just like playing it in the car or playing it while you're vacuuming or you know well, putting it on the background it's really passive listening you yeah. put it on with intent with know. intent exactly you're actually listening to it you um flip the
1: shit halfway through yeah so, like a cassette
0: you have you have to be present
2: it can't be background noise because you have to get up and play with it exactly
0: exactly um and that exactly. and that's and that's why i liked this paramore uh, album a lot is because i feel like it's structured in such a good way for um for that from side from, side from, from side a to side b it's just um i don't know if it was an intentional thing but it's yeah um the way that they end side a and and start off side b is is, is very cool and it's something that i it, it definitely made me think about that more for my own music and 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 how to in sh- in structuring things yeah yeah, yeah.
1: like if you were yeah if like how, really, how is the, how, yeah. how would it go from yeah, like, how well, would it translate to vinyl I
0: suppose or well, and or even just as far as just going on what is this going to be like as a listening experience what like how what aspects of that listening experience can i control just through you know the structuring of it or mm. you know like just yeah the, the overall experience what it sounds like
1: i think for lo-fi musicians they should have two separate releases, one that's on every other format, which includes their uh, vinyl crackle effect, <laughs> and then one for vinyl where they take out that effect because it's on a vinyl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be interesting when we bring out the relight vinyl and this vi- you know, vinyl crackle effect on the actual vinyl just and all like white noise as well that's being placed underneath a lot of this. Well,
1: what I noticed on the vinyl player that Alison's uh, given slash lent to me is that when you've got auto auto stop turned off on this particular vinyl, uh-huh. when it gets to the end, it makes some of the noises from the from the end of like "Replace Me" on the Relight EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Another yeah. thing we did actually, we released an EP. Yeah, we did. We haven't even. It came out
0: yet. on Friday. <laughs> Ophelia,
1: That's- you released an EP as well. This is all of our release.
2: I'll take it. I mean, it's mostly a you release, and I'm very proud of you. Yeah, for but that. you,
0: but you, you did the the artwork with with me you took the photos the
1: artwork is fucking dope by the way Mm. the artwork is sick she she took
0: the she took the photo designed the whole fucking thing
2: it was you we we were saying this we i feel like we tried to plan this artwork for a really long time and Mm. we took pictures of other things we're like this is is not working Mm. and then on a whim one day you were like let's just try a bulb yeah
0: let's i was just like let's just try let's just break a light bulb
2: and then it, as soon as you said it, it was like of course, yeah. obviously that makes what so much is. sense. <laughs>
0: and then it just kind of like the title kind of fell together, like it just kind of all fell into place and felt like it was meant to be, which is pretty cool.
1: So was "Relight" not the running title when you took the
0: photo? Uh, I can't remember no, which one came first. I don't know which one came first. I th- Actually, no, I had the title. No, I had the title. You are really still
2: brainstorming at this yeah, point. Yeah, I
0: think I might have still been brainstorming. I feel
2: like we were trying to plan this EP artwork for like a month before we actually took the photo. Yeah. When we did the single one.
0: Mm. But yeah, but we yeah, took it out into the outdoor area, smashed a light bulb onto some blue paper and took a photo. Finished.
1: And it looks sick. Yeah. <laughs> and you should be fucking stoked with it.
2: I'm proud of you two for releasing good music.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nah,
0: nah, nah, nah. It's all well, right. Well, I, ho- I hope everybody, hope everybody liked it anyway. I, I, I certainly, I, I like it more than our our original version. Yeah. Of the light that you saw, but I think that might just be reflective of where life. I'm at now. Whereas <laughs> I feel like that uh, that EP was a product of the year that it was being made in. You know.
1: Oh, I'm in the I'm in the exact same boat. This is like my favorite release mm. that we've done to date. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um and hey, if you haven't listened to it, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like
0: it, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> no. But um, no, it's your opinion you're entitled to it.
1: But anyway, we we did the record thing and then we uh it turned out Expedia didn't fucking book our Airbnb uh, for us.
0: Yeah, there was some uh, <laughs> Ariel was supposed to to make a phone call to, uh, I don't know if it was to Expedia or to the people that were supposed to stay up, but like three days prior, um, just to like confirm things. And we, uh, yeah, hadn't, uh, we, we didn't do that. And yes, so-
1: Ariel was supposed to make the phone call, but also the whole point of them taking the booking is they make
0: the It's booking. like Seinfeld. Anyone can take the booking. We can just take booking. It's about holding it. Holding it.
1: That's exactly it. So anyway, yeah, you know whatever so this we is- went
0: so we so basically immediately we were like all right so we're gonna have to go into a little bit of emergency mode here because we don't have accommodation in sydney now where are we gonna um where are we gonna stay and so we start thinking start weighing up our options we start sitting in our park and um we adam had the suggestion of staying at like our mate's house as, um like from bloom. the fellas in bloom and um and they were willing to take us in, which was really nice of them. Um, and then Will ended up getting on Airbnb and finding like the first one ended up costing the same amount that we had budgeted for for this Expedia like Airbnb, and, and then, everyone got a bed. And every, and it was it, it held more people, and it was just the next suburb over. So it was sort of like we lost fifteen minutes of our like on our like itinerary schedule. Completely broke even. Yeah, and completely it was awesome. Yeah, it was like really, yeah. Crisis averted. <laughs> that, was the, then that was the only crisis that I actually thought we had on this tour. Like For like me, a third s- and
1: last crisis. Yeah. And then after that, we went to that Airbnb. I somehow... Oh, this is the thing. I threw my shit on like the queen bed in the master bedroom, which also had a single bed next to it. Will took the single mm-hmm. bed. No one else took that queen bed with me.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. I had
1: a whole ass fucking queen bed to myself on tour, and that's unheard of.
0: Yeah. I've... I did, I've never had that. I think I might've had that once on a Wind Waker tour, but like it's, you're usually sharing a bed or lucky to even have a bed most of the time.
1: Yeah. Couch, floor, air mattress, whatever. And for me, it's much of a muchness. I'll fucking sleep, you know, I'll sleep where you tell me to sleep.
0: I think the worst sleeping conditions I've ever had was there was one time I was sleeping on floorboards. And there was no blow-up mattresses left because there was, like, a big group of us and everyone had their own thing. I, because it was only, like, a few dates um, and it was, like, a fly show, I couldn't take a whole lot of clothes. So, I um, I just basically took all the clothes that I like all the warm clothes that I would have been able to wear and bundle them into a pillow. <laughs> so I didn't have any warm clothes to cover oh. me. So I was just on the floor with some clothes. That's <laughs> Rest- rough. Yeah, and that was the three or four hours sleep that I got. <laughs> uh, so usually on tool, what my goal
1: is, is sleeping bag. Because mm. um, like, all right, I'm assuming that I get given absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, so I go sleeping bag. Anything
0: else is a bonus after that.
1: Yeah, 100%. Sleeping bag and I'll stuff like maybe my backpack with some jumpers and stuff and then layer one jumper around it so it's kind of soft, a bit like a pillow. A mm-hmm. um, couple of jumpers under my hip or something like that. Well, you know, not jumpers necessarily, but just clothes, something to pat it out. Yeah. Clothes under my hips and then I'll, you know, uh, if I maybe if I don't have a sleeping bag, I'll do like thermals and or trackies. Yep. And like, you know, thermals and or jumper sort of thing. You pack warm. Yeah, exactly. I pack warm. Yeah, I pack as little clothes. This is the thing I love about the thermals under shorts thing is it's as little clothing as you can pack while staying as warm as you can be. It's
0: bloody practical, boys.
1: It is fucking practical, it's, honestly. These thermals utility. These take, take up so little space and yet I am toasty as a motherfucker right now. <laughs>
2: Very logical.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, another the fashion icon once again making an appearance on an episode of Pretty Good Thanks.
1: Operating out of sheer necessity once again. <laughs> out of fucking.
2: Did you learn this from a lesson? Like, was there was there a moment in time we were like, I next time I'm going to be more prepared because this happened.
1: Not on tour uh, because I did, or like a run of interstate shows because it was something I did from day one because I it was around the time of our 2018 Belhaven show mm. that I. Uh, it was actually a couple months before that because I wore them at that show, but I had these thermals and, you know, they were just keeping me warm on, you know, when I went on like hypes with my partner at the time. And I just had this revelation one day, or not this revelation, but just kind of sparked a thought. I was like, you know, cause I was always wearing like long sleeve under short sleeve. And it was a thing that I'd done since I was like 16 to stay warm as well. And I was like, why don't I just do this under shorts? Like it makes sense. I wear shorts when I'm warm, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I, all right. I wear t-shirts when I'm warm, and then it's I wear the pants a long equivalent
0: sleeve. of what you're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's I wear t-shirts equivalent. when I'm
1: warm, and then I wear a long sleeve under that t-shirt when I'm cold. So why don't I wear shorts when I'm warm and wear thermals under those shorts when I'm cold?
2: That's a fair point.
1: <laughs> and it fucking works. Yeah. And then if you're still cold, set of trackies over that. It's summer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thirty degrees, mate.
1: Thirty fucking degrees. You got swamp nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sweat dripping down, you're in a thigh.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: No. But anyway. Yeah. So we, digress. we got to our accommodation.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did the bed thing. It was awesome. Then we went to the show. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Smoothest, like, sound check.
1: Oh, yeah. Quick as fuck. This is, and you know what? Another reason that Scoble's the man. This is where the Scoble, MVP the Scoble shout out goes. Because Scoble's a fucking man because not only is he just, like, one of the funniest cats out, really fucking nice dude, just a total G. But then when it comes to crunch, when it comes to the crunch. The crunch. Where is he? He's right there. He knows everything of the crunch. He's been to the crunch, not just a day. Trip. <laughs> Daily.
2: You can tell he's been to the crunch.
1: Exactly. That man has crunched at least, I could probably count it, not on one hand. More than one hand. More than mean. one hand. Anyway, when it comes to the crunch... He's fucking bang, bang, bang. Sydney was the quickest setup we've ever had in mm. our lives. And I think that goes for our entire like reside band lifespan. But this is also the biggest rig we've ever run. Mm. The most amount most of members amount. we've ever had. You got two fucking microphones and your RC two oh two. I run the mothership. We've got a fucking whole other drummer here. Mm-hmm. Uh it's your yeah, and Will was running. You know, Will and Ariel both running new rigs.
0: Yeah, well, that, I think that's that's what's happened. Is it's rather than it, the gear's gotten bigger, it's just like it's gotten it's it's downsized in other areas and upsized in uh, like in other areas you know like it's you're you're like you got a big rig and your instruments are big um and then (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, there it is is. i've got a big rig and i am a big rig yeah (laughs) um no and then um will and ariel's are just like now these like little fly rigs that are just like floorboards um like pedal boards they're awesome literally just two pieces of mahogany yeah and and it's then Sal's pedals that are literally sitting <laughs> on those mahogany.
2: With them. I don't know why. He's
0: just,
2: he's
1: just by that. Yeah,
0: it's the tone, man. It's I tone wood. Plug
1: this in, mate. I can't. It's wood. But yeah, well, would you plug it in?
2: Ball. And then behind the scenes, it's like, you really need to talk to Will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's gone wrong. He's gone wrong. Right. You've gone he wrong, mate. It's
2: getting sound out of these pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh god but
0: yeah it's, so it's, they've downsized a lot I don't know if we're I think we've pretty much moved off cab like speaker cabs now yeah exactly um, right onto Uber yeah <laughs> <laughs> right onto Uber
1: no but it was it was the quickest setup it was the quickest fucking sound check it was a good sound check everything sounded sexy as mm. uh, then we got off we hung out Yeah, his mates came down we all had a fucking beer with them there was this beautiful
0: oh the bu- um, the puppy
1: yeah it was a uh cavalier crossed with a uh, uh not a king charles but something else you know what it doesn't matter it was a beautiful golden dog with long floppy ears mm-hmm. and a
0: smile oh he was so happy and she just smiled at everything her name was ruby she licked my face a bunch
1: she was she what yeah hold her back bro hold <laughs> yeah, her back yeah.
0: i know i made a promise to not kiss any uh any bitches but this oh, this bitch she licked my, that's my face it. <laughs>
1: oh my god! But yeah, and then fucking uh, postcards slapped, inertia slapped, yeah, and then that was the
0: other. Just like all the 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 supports on this like little runner shows have just been like awesome, like all just sweethearts, all good people, good oh, so man.
1: What the fuck is with the vocalist from Inertia? Oh, Julian is insane. Mentioned- that's stupid it's unfair
0: i have to be on my game if like if i'm ever on a you know on a bill with them that
1: dude is better than Marcus bridge live
0: <clears throat> damn yeah that's a big call but i i'd almost yeah it's he's, he's he is, that level. He is big, that level it's a big call but i back it but he is that level his
1: tone and how it cuts through mm. like you swear that was just on a recording
2: he genuinely is justin tim blake of metal
1: well yeah well yes that will be soon to be proved i yeah, think yeah i think so i think that they they yeah, they might have something to say about that pretty
2: soon. <laughs> I'm just throwing that one up in the air. I'm just saying that he is.
1: But yeah, he was fucked good, and the fucking drummer from Postcards. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You Do two are infatuated. Yeah.
0: yeah, you two are infatuated with each other.
1: Dude, he was. I was amazed by. He's him. a great drummer. He's. This is the thing. He was doing this thing where he was doing this, uh, like you know, single stroke roll on the floor. Tom here. But he'd be hitting on the onbeat for the snare. And rather than doing a double or anything, he'd just cross over with his other hand. But he'd just hit the same spot on the snare every time. And he'd keep, like, rolling down. Very consistent. He, yeah. He was so consistent. He didn't play to a click. His timing was great. Mm. He hit hard. He looked great while doing it. He was having fun. He was having fun. He reminded me of Travis Barker, but maybe with a bit more of a smile on his face. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. Dude, this kid was insane. This was yeah. fucked, seriously. He's, I think this is one of the best drummers I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I was watching you watch him like throughout Postcards of Set on the I on was the Friday, amazed, and it. you were just like shaking your head, like in like a in a complimentary way. You were just like, "Holy shit, this guy!
1: He's got that same fucking level of tightness as like Jackson, but I think he's got more limbs to flail than Jackson mm. because he's skinny, whereas Jackson is, he love fucking." Jackson's the rock.
0: Yeah. Who,
2: who is Jackson? Ja, as in uh, Jackson,
0: Jackson from Loose End and uh, oh, yeah, from yeah. Loose yes. Future Static.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm bad with last names. Yeah.
0: It is Trudel. Yeah. Trudel or Trudel. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Trudel. That one. Trudel. Trudel. Yeah. He
1: probably. He's probably. He probably gets that. He's got that. It's job. probably the
0: Arthur meme right now with Jackson. Yeah. yeah just fucking. <laughs> just except that'd of, be
1: frightening as that dude to knock our teeth yeah. down our throat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Flatten my bottom teeth. But yeah, um, no, Jack, Jack was, um, I I was watching you watching him and I was talking to him about, uh, about how you were just verily impressed and he was saying how much he enjoys you behind the kit. So it was just like this mutual respect. (laughs) It was so funny (laughs) to just witness the you 2 just like falling in love with each other on Friday. Oh dude.
1: Yeah. Those fucking, like that whole crew can Mm. just like. Come down to Melbourne anytime and I'll share a pack of Magnums with them. Yeah. I'll I'll share some Cornettos, you know?
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Fellas. But then, uh, yeah,
1: after that, we we hung out for a little bit, packed up our shit. It was shit. a bit
0: sad after the show. Well,
1: yeah, because you know it's the last show yeah. on run.
0: it was a bit... And, like, you'd kind of, like, you developed your systems a little bit. Like, we'd learnt how to pack, like, where things were going in the van, like, each time. Like, I'd learnt
1: when to sleep. Here's the thing. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was describing before, is fucking you get your four hours, you get a couple hours, you know, an hour or two on the plane. If you get to your accommodation, you might have an hour there. Get to the venue, load in, do your sound check, load off. You can probably have an hour backstage if there's a nice backstage area. Mm. You wake up, see the show, play your thing, go home, sleep. You probably get like ten hours in that.
0: <laughs> I definitely cannot do that. <laughs> well, th- but but I th- I think for depending on what your instrument is, you definitely you definitely can do that and you can definitely be refreshed for your show and be refreshed after like enough for after the show as well. hundred percent. Yeah. There's definitely times to be able to sleep. I think it's just, you have to be very strategic. Um, my, like my body, like the my, my body is an instrument, <laughs> so I can't, I can't go to sleep. I, I have to very much regulate how long I sleep for and when I can sleep as well. well. Nothing
1: wakes you up like a Peter's
0: ice cream. Let me tell you that. <laughs> You you may speak from your own experience, my friend. I'm lactose intolerant.
1: Oh, God. Um, nah, but yeah, it's like, yeah, you do adjust to it and it's good. And mm. it was sad after playing that show because we knew we were going home to yep. sleep to then just come come back to Melbourne, mm. um, which is exactly what we did. We got a little bit of a sleep in, which was nice. We slept into like 8.30, so that was kind of cool.
0: Um, yeah, the fact that eight thirty is considered asleep in is yeah, telling and enough.
1: You get pretty much your fucking like eight seven hours out of that. Yeah, you know?
2: but how good is it that you're actually able to be doing these things? Because last year this wasn't. Even- yeah, we
0: weren't. This wasn't a reality last year.
1: No, one hundred percent. And like I said, it's like every waking minute you're just with your buddies. Mm-hmm. You're just hanging out, and you're either on the way to do the thing that you love and laughing which is the thing that i love or doing the thing that you love which is also I, the thing that i, I love. saw
0: dylan's cock and balls for the first time this this That shocked this week. me yeah
1: that shocked me he said that before we started the podcast and it shocked me because i've known you for more than half my life yeah. now i've known you but for longer I'm than the i have last band member to see the hog
0: so everyone else in the band has <laughs> that's
1: yeah yeah well, all right yeah no, definitely. Like Ariel, a hundred and one. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys you guys yeah. are
0: definitely you've you've definitely I've seen shared. his
1: car more than I've seen mine.
2: <laughs> I've seen you bend over on a FaceTime, like not to me, but I've seen you take pictures with your like bumhole over the camera. I've seen that.
0: <laughs> you've you've definitely been pretty uh liberal without where you shared that one. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that photo too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun.
1: Oh everyone's got an arsehole. Come on, grow yeah. up. <laughs> We've all got one. I wasn't
2: yeah. criticizing you for that. I just wanted to weigh in.
1: Yeah,
0: no, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're just with your buddies, and yeah, I, I think there was just like a certain. You were the, the last member of the band. Yeah. Yeah. Th- Sorry, gone. No, it was just I, there was just the chemistry, like with everybody, It was really nice.
1: But, um, no, so it was it was a bit sad, but you know, we still had fun on the way home, and then uh, yeah, and then we got home. I went right from the fucking airport to work hmm That sucks.
0: Oh, yeah, you had to work that night. That Me and Ophelia fucking fell asleep at 9.30 that night.
2: Not before we had a Kinder Bueno pizza.
0: That's true. We actually did have a Kinder Bueno pizza, and that was pretty dope. I had, like, this hankering for, like, a Neapolitan-style pizza, you know, like that, like wood fire style with like the the, the really tough crust, you know, like not like your typical local pizza shop or even like a Domino's pizza. I just was like, I need like, I want to like a charcoal. I'm not
1: even talking, you know, some of the more gourmet side, like Domino's pizza, for example. (laughs) Pizza Hut, if you've heard of it. Mm. No, we're talking a step beyond yeah, this. Yeah, not, not your pu- not your
0: typical Papa John's. <laughs> no, no. Did
1: you see that dude sweating bullets in that interview claiming he'd eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days after he got fired as the CEO from Papa John's? <laughs> no. a pizza restaurant. No. Yeah. What is this? He said the N-word on Twitter or something. Oh, no. Papa, the you know, the board uh, stepped him down as the CEO of Papa yep. John's. He started another pizza restaurant. Someone did a follow-up interview with him. He's sweating bullets, talking gibberish, and fucking <laughs> said that he'd eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days. <laughs> or 30 pizzas in 20 days or something. I can't well, remember. I mean, it. Do, you,
2: do you think you could do 40 pizzas in 30 days? Because that's less than two pizzas a day. And if but that's all you're eating. Yeah, but if that's all you're eating a day.
0: I feel like
1: I'd get really sick of pizza. You'd get sick of pizza, I feel like you'd have to balance your other meals like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah and what, exercise what you so could, much to like not be sweating bullets and talking gibberish about, you know, that will soon see.
2: Yeah, okay, but what if it's only <laughs> That'd okay, be your
0: only meal for the day.
2: But forty pizzas in thirty days is only a month, and you can change up any flavour. A new flavour every time. That's a different meal. Mm. Pretty
0: much. Well, are we opening it up to uh dessert pizzas? Because yeah, this yeah, Kinder Bueno any, pizza was fucking dope.
2: Any pizza. Do you think you could do it?
1: Can we get like Like flat, low-carb crust as well if we want?
2: You can choose whatever crust you want. Maybe one time you want like a cheese-loaded crust. Yeah. Maybe later that day you're like, "Mm, I'm a bit full. bit thin thin and crispy. What about
1: no base, just like the slop?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Can I do that? It's just soup. Yeah. It's just cheese soup.
2: No, that's not an option.
1: What if I dip bread in it?
2: No, it's got to be of pizza.
1: What if it's a pizza crust that I dip in it?
2: No, why would you buy a soup that is a pizza?
1: No, 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 it's a deconstructed pizza. Yeah, so, so it's a bowl. Everything that goes on the pizza in the bowl... Yeah, and then, and then
0: you're and then you're dipping list. the pizza. I'm in. Not,
2: I will not allow this until you have physically proven that it's possible. It's possible. So if you want to go <laughs> to Domino's and say, "Hey, I'd like a pizza without the base." If there's please. any three
0: people
1: that can fucking prove that this is possible, <laughs> it's us. You, you, you're talking to the people that extracted the cookie out of the Ben and Jerry's cookie dough ice cream to All make right. it.
2: Th- this is a challenge.
1: Successfully. Next mm.
2: time we order Domino's, we're asking for no base.
1: Done. Done. I'll do it. <laughs> you guys want Doms?
2: <laughs> absolutely I do fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh look that was too this is
2: pretty much how the ideas go down just exactly yeah. what you just witnessed what, that's what we just
1: what yeah we just, just we should talk our way into it
3: yeah
2: <laughs> you great. and I are like yeah we'll do it and you're like oh
1: yeah
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm the one that makes it happen <laughs> yeah you're you're always reluctant but it's also we live in a
0: democracy so yeah <laughs> you so and it's, I
2: are the ones that decide it's happening then you're the one that's gonna have to order it
0: yeah exactly I'm gonna have to figure out a, the logistics of and how we do that you're gonna
2: have to order it you're gonna have to collect it that's true actually because
1: he's the one with all the sweet Dom's discounts as well
2: <laughs> yeah. daddy the Dom daily coupons daddy Dom legs yeah
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Dom legs is that what you called me
1: you know what I think that's as good a time as ever that's a for great way to wrap, wrap it up, up.
3: Uh,
0: okay. this
1: has been a lot of fun yeah thanks for fucking coming well we came over to your house technically to do yeah this, this so is thanks a, for yes. hanging out and getting involved with it
2: anytime anytime Please.
0: Yeah,
1: good. because don't. I I feel like we're probably gonna do this here a bit more just because it's really convenient.
2: Also, I
0: like I like it's a good space.
1: Well, yeah, no. What I mean is, it's convenient, and I like having you around on it. So please get on it.
2: I more. like mm. being on it more than I don't like being on it.
1: Well, that's then. That's all that it needs to be, doesn't You're it? You
0: witnessing the development of this podcast, people. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, um, that that was what we. That's where we've been for the past. That's what we've been up to for the past couple. Yeah, we didn't
1: even touch much on the EP, but it was like that over the past couple of days and the yeah. EP and preparing for this before that. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's why we haven't had an episode for a f- couple of weeks, but
1: but we'll be back on our shit now. Yeah, hopefully
0: we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. We're, we're motivated. We're, yeah. we're, it's well, been I've it's come been, been fully fucking energized. It's, it's been fun, and that's why I think everybody like there's this sense of motivation now, which is it's great. Reminded me that I'm a human and not a slug. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> How much Monotony
1: will do that to you. Well, yeah 100% well yeah fucking hell mm. I went wrong in
0: lockdown mm-hmm. but uh I th- we all went a little bit I wrong. think uh, <laughs> we all went a bit wrong <laughs> bit wrong <laughs> yeah gone wrong but on that I've been Liam I'll remain to be Dylan
2: I'm still Ophelia <laughs> but,
0: uh, thanks for listening <laughs> see you next Tuesday Ooh.